Trust Earth. Welcome to Hallucination. Hi, welcome to Hallucination, a podcast focused on kicking the ball forward with plant medicine and hallucinogens and taking down the culprits, crooks, cowards, and conmen around the globe who make life miserable for about 7.6 billion humans, 20 quintillion animals, and like 8.7 million plant species. I'm your host, Dax Martinez Vargas, and I'll be with you until the end, whether that's my life or your life. In this episode, I talked to Alex Pecor. He's a good friend of mine who's living in Los Angeles, and he's working at Discovery. Do you want to create a really good artist who's a great performer? So you got to put him through this trauma as a child to the point to where he ends up doing this as an adult, but the songs that are going to come out of him, they're going to be hits. They would, like, castrate children in choirs and like what was that like the 1600s right like and they would champion these young boys who would have these like super high pitched voices and they were called um, castrato males they were and they were heroes in their culture they were able to maintain their young male voices for a longer period of time Um, but they also kind of had all of the the burden of being mutilated and having their their masculinity and their adulthood taken away from them so they were i mean you're talking about like this is it's a it's a history of abuse in order to lift somebody up to a status that they otherwise couldn't achieve it's something that's been happening with with people i mean chinese foot binding from you know a thousand years ago as a way of trying to maintain like this this youthfulness of a, of a person's figure that otherwise wouldn't be maintained as they get older. What three topics do you want? The three to- topics that I want to hear about. All right, here we go. I want to hear about how uh, work relationships will evolve uh, in this post-COVID environment. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I want to hear about how, this is kind of maybe the same thing, how people who cohabitate and also now work from home if they are now um, kind of like co-workers, do you have the same relationship with you know, like your significant other or your family member that you ne- that you once had with your co-workers? Like, you know, water cooler talk. Like, how do you how do you cope with living and working in the same exact space? So that's one thing. In, in that world, uh-huh. who pays the AC bill? Does it work? Because if you were working from the office, there's a lot about that. I wonder, like, who's who's handling like your internet bill? Who's handling, um, you know, who, who who's buying the pens? And you know, and you know, you would just who's paying for my parking? If you just got a pay increase, yeah, you'd be fine. But if they said, well, how much were you spending on gas? Right. Then were they paying for gas? Were you, a lot of questions depending on the company. It's really fair game. It's yeah. a wild west of what's what. And yeah. I think we know what we would like. Like that yeah. work would take care of all these everything they save here. They You know one thing that I used to do, like if I yeah. if I was like sick with a cold and I could still kind of work, but I, I wasn't feeling right to go into the office, is like I would still just be like, alright, I'm I'm gonna work from home today. And now since you're always working from home and you've always got a cold. Now you yeah, now, now you're always <laughs> so so sick. Now now like if you're really sick snotting. Like it kinda it just there's the, the delineation yeah. of your personal life and your home life. Like we're seeing some freedoms that result and we're seeing some new restrictions that result and it kinda freaks me out a little bit. 
So this is this is the transition, right? That we were armed with, right? No, the no, have the animals. We have the microchip. The same way that like millennials are not fluent in how to use digital technology in their everyday physical lives, like the, there's going to be an even younger generation who is just going to be very adept at being able to navigate work and their personal life in a very fluid way. And I think that we've already seen technology has led to kind of an op a more a, a, a general, generally more open approach to like how they how how we kind of maintain our different personas. You know, like a lot of I feel like a lot of younger people like are more open to to post their thoughts in a way that that people that Generation X folks might feel like they need to kind of filter or censor a little bit more. Like younger people are just like they don't really fucking care. They just post it and then come what may. And that's a product of both youth, but also that- <laughs> Bite me in the ass. Yeah, it's like, what well, I, I don't care. I don't give a shit. There um, is no future in this country. Yeah, and then, you know, like the, 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 the consequences are now different because now like, you know, you might, you might run into an employer that that employer might be like, oh man, you, you posted this random photo of you like, you know, doing drugs in some like random spot when you were like 18 and then that 18, that person could look at the, their employer and be like, I saw the same, I, you were at the same party, dude. So that was topic two you right. wanted, right? That was all topic one. So topic two is... Topic, topic two. So do people who are coming of age now think that they have a greater sense of responsibility or, or a, a, a more diminished sense of responsibility? Like, what does it mean to be fucking young in, in the coming decade? Or what does it mean... What did it mean to be young when we were like teenagers compared to when our parents were teenagers? How does youth play into how the next generation will define itself as as grown as grown adults of the of the Gen Z at least generation? Because they fall in the the artist. What the what trend seems to always be in the cycles is that there's a sort of uh, going with the herd, but the, you got your Greta Thunberg and you've got that kind of stuff, right? But that's like not the I don't think that's but it's inspiring yeah, I mean, them. They're I think they're making them all realize like oh I have the ability to do that Oh, the world isn't what it the adults say it is the world actually she's shaming the adults yeah, I mean, I, I think, love her so much. We are we live in a world where we are trying to care about each other more We're trying to love each other more even though we see everything in the media that says otherwise Yeah, like, when I talk to people whether they're like people who I agree with politically or disagree with I, I generally I, I get the general sense that people just want more connection yeah. with one another and I know that that's not what we're seeing and I know that when you go down to a but actually I think it proves out if you go down to a protest like these protests are peaceful protests and people are just like trying to have common ground and feel like like there's like a positive movement toward more love in the world so I think you 10 people tell 10 other yeah. people that we just need to love each other more man my question was as we get more into uh, the, the whole world getting smaller, uh, more Greta Thunbergs in the world. How long does it take for their message to then become ubiquitous and not just hyper-focused and niche? Any last words you want to leave with, with basically what could be the young Gen Z Homelanders listening to you? Yes, one, okay, here's my last word of advice to all y'all who are listening. And then to the baby boomers. Advice to younger people. Just because sequels are being made doesn't mean that they're worth watching. Watch the original. Don't worry about the sequel. There's nothing to do with the original shit. Don't watch, don't, it, look, 
It's good. Watch the sequel. Maybe it's maybe the new Bill and Ted is good. I have no idea, but I just know damn well there's somewhere there's like some like fucking 18 year old kid who's like, oh, I'll watch this. I, you know, my my younger or older uncle. Okay, any, any words about the crisis in America? The crisis. The, the sequel's a good point. Listen to what he's saying. Yeah, like don't <laughs> watch the sequel, but don't judge the original based on the sequel. And that's that's a tenet yeah. of life, man. Don't judge what you're doing now based on what you did before. Play every day like it's the first day you've ever done something. Yeah. And maybe the last. Oh, so my advice to how to cope, yeah. Um, just try to not be fucking angry with people who you don't understand. And try to not be angry with people who don't understand you. And that, okay, listen, uh, that doesn't go to people, that, that doesn't apply to people who are like literally oppressing other people. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about like, Right. Fucking like, like honestly, white supremacists go fuck yourselves. Fucking fascists go fuck yourselves. Like, I'm talking about like reasonable people that you encounter that you're that are just like, oh, I, I don't know about like X, Y, or Z. Like, you know, maybe they just read something different than you did. Just listen to them. And if they don't agree with you, that's cool. If you don't agree with them, that's cool. But like, I I'm practicing this myself. Just being like, all right, I don't agree with everything this person's saying but I, I appreciate that this is their reality and this is who they are. They're like, don't feel like you need to know everything. Be more curious than assertive. And I, 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 I'd say this to myself. I'm not just saying this to whoever might, what the one or two oh, people might like. That self-aware projecting. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like we kind of live in a world that's very uh, polarized, where it's right and wrong, it's black and white. Like, don't worry about if you're less worried about being right and more concerned about just trying to understand and get your point across in a way that somebody else can understand, if you can just make a connection about appreciating like how, how there are just differences in, in, our, in one another and that those differences can be beautiful, I think that we'll be in, in better shape. And again, that doesn't apply to hateful people. Hateful people, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I'm just talking about your average run of no people who you're just like, I don't really get this person. Yeah, you better you better you better grow hateful people. You better grow quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off hatefuls. Or, or nobody likes you. And then and then uh anything to say to the baby boomers or Gen Xers that you could I mean earlier we were talking about sort of trying to sell typewriters when that's not what's for sale yeah. with television necessarily anymore. Right, or, right, right. Um, but maybe there's other more important things to tell them that that's just a symptom of a bigger thing that's maybe worth. Keep doing things your way. Try to just be open-minded about how younger generations like use your phone, their phones and stuff. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. No, get the fuck off Facebook. Stop Facebooking. Stop. Re stop getting your news from Facebook. Don't. Don't believe that because fucking Debbie down the block posted on her fucking wall that something is true. It ain't true. Most of the shit you see on Facebook isn't true. And when you're talking to your, 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 the people who are younger and you have all this skepticism in the world about where we get our information from, the reason why you have that skepticism is because you're getting all your information from Facebook. How many of you are using other platforms to get other information? How many of you are, get, are using news aggregators that are not Facebook? How many of you are checking your sources? How many of you are trying to actually provide some estimate of whether or not something is true, critical, critically analyze 
like whether or not this source is credible, uh, place some value in in news that is not that doesn't have an agenda, but also understand that like that people are writing news, not robots. Like the Walter Cronkites of the world, that time is over. So it's on you to evaluate where your sources are and what their interests are. It's what I'm saying there is it's okay for your for whatever source of news that you read or or consume to have a bias. Just understand what that bias is and and understand that there's another side and question whether or not the bias serves you or undermines you and is trying to take something from you. If the if you agree with the bias, not not saying it's right, but but at least you are you aren't being manipulated. Look out for the manipulation. And fuck Facebook news. And, and with that, we're out. Thank you very much, Alex Bitcoin. You're phenomenal. Yeah, you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you, Alex Pcor, for talking to all generations. I'm curious as to what generation you are, listener, listening. If you have any answers to Alex's questions, feel free to come answer them on Hallucination. Reach out at info at hallucination.live. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, everyone. See you in the collective consciousness. I'm Dax Martinez Vargas. Here from Christian Murray Productions. We're out. Peace. Hallucination was recorded at Christian Murray Productions. It's produced by Dax Martinez Vargas and Christian Murray.